Speaking of Gifts is the exclusive podcast of the Gifts and Decorative Accessories editorial team. Join us twice a month to discuss the latest news in the gift and home industries. Plus, hear exciting behind-the-scenes chatter on gift trends and interviews. Get a sneak peek at upcoming features and hear from surprise guests. So this episode is sponsored by Mud Pie, who creates really great gifts for all of life's sparkling moments, both for holiday and just those everyday celebrations. They really are your one-stop resource for home, kids, and fashion. They're great for fashion-forward gals, entertainers, home decorators, mamas and their littles. They really just are for anyone who enjoys celebrating every day, who loves to play hostess and entertain, who are believers in effortless, stylish fashion, and who never show up empty-handed. You can visit Mud Pie in Atlanta, Dallas, Las Vegas, or online at wholesale.mudpie.com. Hi, and welcome back to Speaking of Gifts. You have your editor-in-chief, Lenise Willis, here. Anne-Marie Earl, managing editor. And Alex Herring, senior editor. So I guess our biggest piece of news for this episode is that we just last week had our final call for entries for the Retailer Excellence Award. So those, I know, so those are now closed. Sorry if you missed us, but there's always next year. Uh, We've had a lot of great entries, and I've already enjoyed peeking in and seeing a couple of the submissions. I always love checking out the retail event and visual merchandising categories because we usually get some really neat images that are just really creative and cool to look at. So I love looking at those. Be on the lookout because we will be judging this week and releasing at the end of this week the list of our exciting nominees So be on a lookout for the breaking news, and you can check giftsanddeck.com to see which retailers will be honored at this year's 68th Annual Retailer Excellence Awards. And we should have uh, our Gift for Life Industry Achievement Award winner up by then, too. So a lot of exciting things to look forward to. When you were looking through the submissions, did you see anything really interesting so far that caught your eye? Yeah, well, I don't want to say they're a nominee because they may not be. We haven't voted yet. We don't know. (laughs) But we did see a really cool store called Whale's Tail who submitted for the socially responsible category. And they had a very inspiring story. So they started in 1974. And as you can tell from the store's name, Whale's Tail, they um, were selling t-shirts and buttons and things that help to save the whales and give back to that cause. It was something that was very important to them. And now for 45 years later, they still hold true to that and um, give back to that cause, but they also support local charities and local causes. They even have a fabulous Friday in November that they do to support local charities. So it was just a really cool story. And um, Anne-Marie, I told you about it. I think it inspired you to make them the Retailer of the Month for June, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to get to interview them and hear more about their story. Um, Just looking at the images, their store is really cute. It's a little cottage, and I can't wait to talk to them and to see the images that they send me. Yeah, we can't wait to read about it in the June issue. So I know... um, I think a, so there's been some big news in the stationary world, right, Anne-Marie? What, what's going on in the stationary world? Yeah, so Designer Greetings is in the news again. They acquired Kristen Michaels Greetings. They were established in 1984, so they're a long-standing company, um, as an independent greeting card distributor. They wholesaled products from small s- studios in Chicago, and then they became a distributor of Gibson Greetings products, and they were some of the biggest uh, Gibson distributors in the U.S. 
So they are joining the ranks of Madison Park greetings, Northern Exposure greetings, and greet treasure greetings and others to uh, be acquired by designer greetings so we're really thinking about what that means for stationery and it's pretty exciting news yeah that's fabulous news for them and for them to keep growing it's also very topical because later in this episode we will be bringing on a very special guest from the greeting card association to talk about their new expo noted which will be going on in brooklyn may 18th through the 20th it's the very first year of this new expo so we can't wait to find out more details about it who we can expect there and even just why they decided to take on this great endeavor of starting a new expo i know that they also have plans to partner with someone else for 2020 to help it grow and make it even bigger. So they're already thinking ahead, and I can't wait to find out more details about it. So make sure you keep listening and um, later in the episode, hear that interview. Great. The other bit of news is from the National Retail Federation. The tariff increases have been delayed for this foreseeable future. So retailers are starting to order their imports. There's been an influx in imports through Global Port Tracker. So that leads me to believe one of two things. Either retailers are considering the tariffs increasing, so they're getting all their product now. Yeah, they're getting ready. Mm -hmm. Or they're confident that the tariffs are not going to increase, and so they're spending a little bit more than they normally would. That's very interesting. I know we've been talking about tariffs for quite some time now, too, and that's something that's been really on everyone's mind. So I definitely think that's a smart idea. If they're worried that it's going to increase to go ahead and, and get as much stuff in that they know that's going to sell because you don't want to have an overstock of something that you're unsure of. That's <laughs> definitely something to, to um, you know, think about. Um, but I do think that's an interesting, you know, do you stock up? Do you wait? You know, there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on there. So speaking of stocking up on some great sellers, we have a couple of product trends for you. Alex, I know you'll be digging into some of these product trends, so let's move on to our next section. Gift Gab, your guide to the latest product trends and the stories behind the gifts. All right, well, as you know, 420 just passed a few days ago, or as I prefer to call it, the 20th of April, because the date always comes first, because it's the smaller number, and then you have the month, and then you have the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're American here in this office. <laughs> we I say know. April 20th. So, yes, 420, the unofficial holiday everywhere for marijuana enthusiasts, just passed. And I think this is a great jumping off point for us to talk about the explosion of the CBD product growth that's happened. Um, market research on the state of legal marijuana has actually shown that by 2022, legal cannabis revenue in the US market is supposed to get over $23 billion, which I just think is crazy. I would have never expected those kind of numbers. But we've seen not only in the markets, uh, lots of CBD products but also retail chains like CVS Pharmacy are devoting more shelf space to CBD products, so it's really growing. Yeah, it is a category that's exploding. I mean, two years ago when I started this job, I didn't know what CBD was. I really wasn't familiar with it. I also didn't really know where 420 came from either, but like, I, that's not my world. <laughs> um, and I'm not just saying that, Mom. <laughs> 
Um, but in all seriousness, I didn't really know a lot about it. And then in the past year, it really has exploded. We get constant editorial submissions for different CBD products. As you mentioned, we've seen a lot of them at market. Um, and I just now started trying them out, I think because I've heard so much about it in the past year. And we've talked about the fact that to be clear, it's not marijuana. It's very different. You can't get high from a CBD oil product. Um, and so as I've become more comfortable with it with it, and heard about it more, it's become a buzzword, you know, I started trying it out. So I used um, a lotion from a local store that has, um, you know, hemp seed oil in it, and it helps with muscle spasms and inflammation. It's actually been really nice and really helped um, my joints as I'm getting old, old, old. <laughs> It's safe enough. I mean, we got products uh, coming in, and they're for babies. I mean, lotion and body wash and diaper cream for babies mm -hmm. with CBD in it. So mm -hmm. if it's safe enough for baby, it's safe enough for me. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know, so last week we actually wrote a gift wrap um, editor's picks blog post about our own experiences with CBD and what products we're using, um, everything from lotions to, to teas and, and all sorts of things. Yeah, I tried the CBD coconut oil by a brand called Lazarus Naturals and there are many different ways to take it. You can ingest it or put it in your food if you want, but I actually used it on my skin because CBD and coconut oil, they're both supposed to be really good for your skin. And I found immediately my hands started to feel softer, so I was, I was really pleased by that. And also just the brand Lazarus Naturals in general, I went and did a bit of um, research on them after they had sent us their information and I found out that they have a mission on their site that they want their products to be accessible to everyone so they offer assistance programs to veterans, individuals on long-term disability and low-income households that give them lifetime 60% off discounts on their products so just thought that was a really nice way to make sure everyone had access to these products. Yeah, that's an amazing story. And for the reference, when you came in this morning and pointed out your hands, Amory and I both were like, wow, they actually do. Like, they look softer. They look really great. So it obviously works. Yeah. And I think um, just going back to what we're seeing in market, I think the CBD products that we've seen anyway tend to fall under two different categories. So you have the products that promote the health and medicinal benefits of the plant, like we're saying with what we reviewed on the gift wrap blog. But there are also lots of gifts that incorporate more of the lifestyle and the humor, um, reflecting more of the personalities of the people who might enjoy these types of products. So I know I saw some slippers from Snoozies that said, this is how I roll, or Studio M has some designs that say, I'm a vegetarian, and then you've got the cannabis leaf on it, which I thought was quite entertaining. So yeah, I've definitely seen some really interesting things from that. And I think one thing that's important when you talk about CBD, I mean, just like us and vendors and retailers and consumers, I think we're getting more comfortable with it and more familiar. But you know, there may be some retailers or some customers that aren't ready for it or fully educated on it. So, you know, uh, Randy Eller, for example, wrote a column, which will be in our May issue published soon, about, 
you know, how to talk to your customer and get their opinions on things, whether it be about your customer service or if you're, um, you know, if you have a great product mix or if there's a product category that you're not selling that they would like for you to sell. And, you know, he mentions just shooting out a quick survey monkey or something to find out if they're comfortable with it. And I think that's a really good approach to use here because if you're comfortable that your customer is going to buy it, I think that'll ease some retail minds, you know, before they buy it wholesale. Absolutely. I think that's a really great point, Lenise. And another product trend that we can talk about is just uh, graduation gifts. This is obviously the time of year when high schoolers and are going off to college and they're looking for ways to decorate their dorm room. And uh, I know, what did you ask for when you graduated, Lenise? You know, honestly, the only thing that I remember is I really wanted a dome chair. Do you remember those like foldable dome? A papazon chair? Maybe. It's like a, I don't know, it looks like a bowl. That was hmm. my biggest thing. But I do know, you know, when it comes to gifts for grads, personalization and like reflection of their personality and lifestyle are very important. For me, it was so important to decorate my dorm room in a way that was going to show off the new me. I wanted more muted colors, you know, like I didn't want to go like pink and, and girly because I was like, I'm a woman now and I'm out of my own and I wanted to be like a grony college student, I guess. I don't know why I thought that. And looking back, I'm pretty sure like browns and creams were my color scheme. I know, right? I don't know why, but I had pops of color. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, it was very important to me at the time. I also just think anything that serves multi-purpose functions or something that's collapsible, because you never have that much space in a dorm room mm-hmm. anyway. So anything that you can take and fold it away easily so that it won't get in the way is pretty important to have. Yeah, retailers might want to keep in mind, you know, MyRegistry.com had just released some information that graduation gifts are second in line to wedding registries. And in just the next four months, it's estimated that more than $5 billion is going to be spent on gifts for grads. So it's a really big industry as well. It's an important thing to think about. So this episode is sponsored by Mud Pie, who creates really great gifts for all of life's sparkling moments, both for holiday and just those everyday celebrations. They really are your one-stop resource for home, kids, and fashion. They're great for fashion-forward gals, entertainers, home decorators, mamas and their littles. They really just are for anyone who enjoys celebrating every day, who loves to play hostess and entertain, who are believers in effortless, stylish fashion, and who never show up empty-handed. You can visit Mud Pie in Atlanta, Dallas, Las Vegas, or online at wholesale.mudpie.com. So not only graduation, or at least college graduations, are in May, there's also the brand new Greeting Card Associations Expo called Noted. Um, So it'll be May 18th through the 20th in Brooklyn. We're very excited to talk about this brand new expo. So it's time to bring on our special guest from the Greeting Card Association. Uh, Peter, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about Noted and what people can expect. It's coming up uh, May 18th through 20th. What do you want everyone to know about what to expect? Well, it's, it's pretty exciting. As, as a lot of folks know, uh, Noted has been built from, from nothing. Uh, we started our planning uh, last, uh, last summer and 
really wanted to put together a show that had the entire focus on the greeting cards, on the craft of, of making and sharing uh, greeting cards and uh, all of the uh, talented artists and, uh, uh, and designers who are involved in the industry. And so greeting cards are the, uh, the primary uh, product that you will see on the show floor. And we are expecting up to 150 publishers um, with uh, card lines of every shape and size, uh, brand new card lines just being, uh, just being launched at the show and, uh, and, and card lines that have been, uh, been used for uh, five, five years, 10 years, even longer because they're just so popular. So you'll, you'll see cards that run the gamut um, and, uh, and very small companies up to, the, uh, uh, up to the larger companies, but they're all together in a community space and the entire focus is on the cards. Very fascinating. I love it. One thing that I enjoyed um, you telling me about is sort of how you've used this opportunity to rethink the format of an expo and trade show. So I know people are displayed a little bit differently. Do you want to talk about how you've grouped exhibitors? Oh, sure. Yep. Happy, happy to do that. I am, uh, I am uh, vowing not to use the term trade show because that's, uh, that's very important to our organizers. They're really trying to create a new experience when you walk through the, the, uh, the show floor and, uh, you will see uh, much more of a focus on the product rather than the environment, the building, the the tall displays, the hanging banners. There's actually a center section in the in the middle of the uh, the show that is uh, termed the gallery, and it's for smaller exhibitors, uh, and uh, all of the um, all of the displays. Um, will be such that they've got the same look and feel throughout. Um, very, uh, a very open, uh, welcoming area. It will be white for the most part. So the real focus is on the color and, and the striking aspects of all of the cards and the, and the artists who, uh, who produce them. And, and so it'll be uh, very much uh, a gallery feel um, with uh, different neighborhoods and themed sections on the floor that uh, help the buyers to, to hone in on certain types, uh, uh, certain aesthetics that they may, might be looking for. So uh, we've really tried to do our best to curate uh, this show in such a way that like-minded uh, like uh, card companies are grouped together. It, it should be a, a nice uh, synergy for everybody. Yeah, I love that. And then um, I think you guys have also gone a step beyond in hospitality as well with a few perks for mm -hmm. um, your uh, exhibitors and attendees. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, sure. Yeah, there, there are some perks for both groups. Uh, we, we do have some education uh, that is planned. Uh, we, we have several um, uh, wonderful sessions and we've just posted all the uh, details online at notedexpo.org. Um, have the artist of the new uh, redesigned love stamp uh, in attendance and other representatives from the USPS. Uh, and there will even be um, merchandise available uh, to commemorate uh, this event uh, on sale at, at Noted. So that's kind of a fun, a fun side thing. And that just, that just reiterates our support 
uh, the GCA's support for the industry as a whole. It's not just about this trade show. Um, we want everyone to make it successful, but there's more, more to um, making sure that the industry stays healthy and vibrant. And the USPS is a part of that because they provide uh, a vehicle for so many of our cards to, uh, to get to uh, friends and family all over the country. So, uh, so we support that. And then uh, there's more education uh, happening uh, each day um, and, uh, and a few surprise perks for attendees. We also have perks for some of our exhibitors um, in that we're providing free food and drink for them uh, throughout the, uh, the largely two-day event. And uh, we're also going to be rolling a donut cart around the, uh, the hall for the two days so that everybody starts off their day with a treat and um, and you know everybody's got a smile on their face as the buyers and the and all of the retailers and independent reps come in. Uh, we want everyone to uh, to put their best face forward, and we figure a donut from Peter Pan Donuts should do the trick. Yeah, I think so too. That's a great start to everyone's day. I think. Yep. Yep. Um, I love that you guys are so great, like you said, about working with others in the industry and partnering. I know you released not that long ago some news about your new partnership for 2020. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that as well? Yes, uh, happy to. Um, we're really excited uh, about a couple of things. Of, of course, the fact that Noted is happening this year is a, is a big deal for us. Uh, we, we've had a uh, compressed uh, planning period to put all of this together, and it's actually happening. But we've also been reaching out to other other groups, and we wanted to let them know that this this concept uh, is here to stay, and we're planning to uh, move the event uh, from city to city each year so that others who may not have a chance to come to New York might have uh, an opportunity to get involved in a, in a major um, uh, product show like this. Uh, and so we just recently um, agreed to a deal with Blueprint Shows, uh, they've been active uh, the past uh, five years or so, and they provide a really nice complementary um, group of exhibitors and, uh, and buyers that we think will want to interact with the greeting card world as well. And so we're starting to work with them toward a 2020 show, which would also take place in May, and it will be in San Francisco. And the venue has been identified and, and uh, early uh, development has already begun. Uh, and this is going to be a multi-year effort working with Blueprint, and we think it'll provide even e an even better experience for all of the, the buyers and attendees uh, visiting us in future years. We're really excited. Yeah, well, I think so too, and I'm very excited. Um, I can't wait to see you this year first, though, for 2019. Mm -hmm. um, again, May 18 through 20 at the Brooklyn Expo Center. That's right. That's and correct. That's right. And I've, I've got my, well, my bags aren't ready yet, but they will be. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm excited to check it out for the first time. And of course, the Lumi Awards as well will be presented um, at some point during that time period as well, right? Oh, that's right. That's going to be on Sunday evening. And um, some, some folks thought that the Lumi Awards might not be happening this year because of all of the changes to schedules. But uh, this, this is an exciting year. It's our 30th anniversary. Uh, for the Louis Awards, and uh, and now that we are coupled with uh, the new noted uh, greeting card expo, we uh, we expect 
uh, folks to have a wonderful time. And the Louis Awards uh, and the Expo will be in Brooklyn this year. So it's going to be a new experience for everybody. Uh, a lot of folks have not visited Brooklyn before, and it's a very unique feel. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I look forward to it and I will see you there. And thank you again, Peter, so much. Um, and our listeners can also find more of that information on giftsanddeck.com. And I'll certainly be reporting on the Expo and the Louis Awards as well. So thank you so much. Thanks again. Excellent. We'll see you there. Thank you very much. Add-on Tales. It's not time to check out yet. Here's an extra behind-the-scenes story before you go. Okay, so Alex, um, as we were editing for the May feature, which will be coming out, and reading through your Retailer of the Month, which was a really exciting story about a store in Dallas, I know you actually got to go there and visit with her, and I'm really interested in just more details about that, and what, what's the backstory behind your Retailer of the Month for May? Yeah, so the store itself is called Jade and Clover, and it's located in Deep Ellum, which is right in the historic downtown of Dallas, Texas. It's a really beautiful part of the town. There's so much street art and kind of reminded me of what I imagine New Orleans to look like, because I've not been to New Orleans, but just a lot of appreciation for different walks of life, diversity in all its different forms. And that's actually something that Giselle said she really wanted for her store was it to be a place where anyone could come and feel welcome and invited. And so she actually wanted to make sure that her store carried price ranges from $2 to $55. So you could go in there and find something really high end and nice. But if you just wanted to come and get a quick greeting card on your way to work or something, that was something that was definitely doable. What a really neat, inclusive concept that, I mean, even just the idea of her community is what kind of started the store or was behind the store. So I really love that. I actually remember you coming back and talking about the graffiti too, because you're also a photographer. Just a cool little snippet backstory on Alex. <laughs> and I know you were excited to take some pictures just for the graffiti too. Yeah, so, I think awesome. I bombed my Instagram page with <laughs> all of this art that I saw while I was there. Yeah. Um, and I think what is really interesting is, um, yes, yeah, so Giselle really knew how to match her store to the community because she is actually a Dallas native. So she's been there her whole life and I think really knew how to uh, appeal to that community. Um, and I did ask her about the name Jade and Clover because I just thought that was such a cool sounding name. And she told me that she named it that because uh, Jade was the name of a friend of hers who had passed away. So it was a way for her to honor her friend and also because Clover is good luck. So she said it was an omen of good luck to the friend that she had loved. And uh, I think that this friend would be really proud if she could see the inside of this store. It was absolutely beautiful. There were all these different colors that were merchandised together. So you had pinks and there were greens. Um, really, I'd say green is a very recurring theme of her store because she's got this living wall is what it's called. It's a living wall of plants arranged in rows on the outside. So it's a gorgeous storefront and people actually come and stop by to take pictures for their Instagram by this living wall. Um, and then inside of it, there's even the succulent bar that has even more where you can go in and create your own succulents, which I oh, thought wow. was a really cool idea. I mean, so her store is not only obviously an, an Instagram, like, <laughs> um, call, like fame, or I don't know what you want to call it, but Instagrammers are loving her store. Um, but it's really experiential too. I mean, if you can make your own little 
I guess it was a terrarium with succulents in it, and you sort of choose whatever you want to go in there. I mean, that's a really cool, like, little girl day or a bachelorette party or any kind of cool event to do with friends. Exactly, yeah. She said that a lot of people come in there, it's either like a, a date idea or you just want to spend some time with your friend, you can come in there and some people know exactly what they want and what color rocks and what color sand, but they also have staff who can really help people. If they've never made their own terrariums before, they can get some help and where to start. And so I just thought that was a just such a cool way to do that. Yeah, and I know you mentioned she uses a lot of greens, which I would expect for a name with, you know, like Jade and Clover. I would expect a lot of green. Um, but you had mentioned earlier something cool about the reason why she uses a lot of green as well and a little bit more behind her visual merchandising. Yeah, so it was interesting. I, I remember complimenting her on just how beautiful everything in her store looked. I said, oh, it seems like you really love color stories. And she actually told me that she is partially colorblind. So... Uh, for some reason, uh, greens, mints, blues, and greens were some of the colors that she can see best. So those are the ones that she really likes to work with and play up in her store. But she also has a lot of staff members who help her <laughs> merchandising some of the rest of the stuff. But I thought, you know, for somebody who is partially colorblind, this store looks fabulous and you would never know. Um, so I just thought it looked really great in there. Yeah, well, thank you so much for that extra tidbit. I mean, that was such an inspiring story. And I look forward to for everyone to read that in the May issue as our Retailer of the Month. All right. Well, now it's time to close up shop. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and tell your retailer friends to tune in next time. And we can't wait to see what's in store for next time on Speaking of Gifts.